This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris you know, uh, 75 years ago, whatever it was in China, when socialism finally took over, the socialists cheered. People were very happy. The Chinese are coming out of a famine. Very happy to see the ushering in of socialism. Government was going to take control of their lives and solve all their problems. Ten years later, 50 million of them died of starvation. 23 years ago, young people in Venezuela cheered for Chavez and socialism and uh, nationalizing the oil industry. Rightfully ours. These days, their children are eating out of garbage cans. Here's the deal. You can vote your way into communism, but you have to shoot your way out. And think about this, the attack on masculinity. Why? Because it's the foundation of a strong, healthy society. Good men, good men who know how to, how to plant seeds, good men who know how to build things, and good men who know how to protect their families, their communities, their farms. Simple as that. Then they went after the women because they're the heart and soul of a healthy society. Now they call her Karen. And they're going after the children because of the future of society. No coincidences in any of this. I don't believe that there are. I want to talk a little bit today about history repeating itself, certainly. We talk about that fairly regularly. It's an incredible phenomenon. I mean, I think to myself, do people not know history? Are they unable to comprehend? And it's probably a combination of the two. But then there's a few of us that sit back. And we do understand the history. And I didn't say I know everything. I didn't say that. But I said I understand the history. I've been doing this podcast a while now. What are we up to? 1,523 times I've turned on this microphone. It makes me laugh when people want to argue with me. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm talking about. I didn't say I know everything. I said I know what I'm talking about. I've struggled at times, as you know, is what exactly do I want to talk about? And I realized... Just doing the best I can to expose the facts and the truth. It's about all I can do. You know, you can lead, lead the horse to water. You can't make him drink. Am I right about that? I look at the podcast. I see what gets attention. I see what doesn't. I see and hear the comments. And you know what I say? God have mercy. God have mercy on us. It makes me want to go just live on the side of a mountain by myself. I think I'd be better off sometimes. It's a hard road, you know, to sit here and come up with topics every day that I want to talk about. I look at the news. I see what's going on. I want to be positive. I am positive, really, believe it or not. I don't think it comes through on the podcast. We talk about the news, the foolishness, and it's hard to be positive about all that. How do you look at these times and not be concerned? I don't know. But everybody says that at every generation. There was concerns in the 70s. The Big Bad Wolf, Iran, and... We were going to run out of oil then, too. Same, same, same scares circulating. Climate change and, and war with Russia. They're reliving the 70s. Maybe because Biden was there, he knows the playbook. But there were concerns in the 70s. There were concerns in the 80s. Interest rates through the roof. The savings and loan crisis in the wars of the 90s. The wars of the 2000s and 2010s. The uh, 2006 Great Recession. And now here we are, 2023, with a whole new set of challenges. And people say, oh, look, oh, look. 
I don't know that it's really changed that much. They put new labels on it, they spin it a little differently, and they pop it out in a video, and they shove it in your face everywhere you go. But other than that, I don't know what's materially changed, quite frankly. History repeating itself. There's a little difference right now, and I want to talk about this before I get to the news stories of the day. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to move fairly quickly. As a matter of fact, looking at the list of these stories, I anticipate we may have to continue this conversation tomorrow, but let's see how we make out. I got a lot to share with you. Let's just say that. One of the big differences right now, there's a couple things going on that are very unique in any history. This is something else that the people are pointing at the history repeating itself in the history, the history, the history. They fail to recognize that there are some very unique challenges of this time, and that's a fact. And the first is that there is more worldwide debt than ever in the history of the world that we know of. More debt held by governments, corporations, and people than ever. What does that amount to? Well, really what it's amounting to is a new form of slavery. We're just working to pay bills. That's been around a while, too. Now it's interest. Before it was just to pay the bills. At least now you're paying interest. I guess you have something to show for it. What do you say about that? This new modern economic theory that we're operating under. More debt everywhere you turn. How do you live freely under the under the stress of all this debt? Secondly, here's another big thing that's very different now than any time in history, and that's what I want to talk about now. And that is that there is more data, incredible data, down to facial recognition now than has ever been collected on humanity ever. It's crazy. And the ability to manipulate that data and the population. So you hear me talking about um, AI. Sam Altman, he's the, uh, he's the um, I guess he's the chat GPT guy, right? He says that AI will probably most likely lead to the end of the world. I don't know why people make that, make that, uh, 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 guess on that. I don't see that at all. But in the meantime, there will be great companies. Oh, well, how welcoming. All this bad news uh, about AI. Why is it all bad news? And I think it's mostly lies, if not, not, I think it's all lies, really. I don't see it doing any of these things that they're professing it to do. Why would they continue to focus on the negative news? Well, it works so much more effectively. You know, if I were to come out and say to you truthfully, Hey, uh, they've developed a new computer app that does a great job of understanding text and language and easily converting it to other formats. It can almost operate as your virtual assistant. Okay, thanks. Let me get back to watching whatever I was watching. Nobody wants to talk about the nice, the flowers, you know? Everybody wants to talk about the thunderstorm, the aftermath. It's just how things work. This is a story that's been going around. Google says it'll scrape everything you post online for AI. Um, I believe Google and others have already scraped. There was another story, I may have it here, this may repeat itself today, where they're saying that uh, H&R Block sold data. Well, they, they say H&R Block gave data to, um, to Facebook and Google. And um, I would imagine that it was likely sold. And who knows if the government had a hand in that. Sensitive financial data. Sold to FBI, Facebook International. Isn't that a coincidence? This is no secret. They were buy buying it up, this huge data machine. I've looked into it. I've studied it. I've talked about it. Now they're saying Google's going to scrape the data. Okay, listen. The bottom line is every stupid thing you post online is going to be scraped by, by Google, Facebook, and probably others. And, uh, and down the road, you'll probably be able to scrape it yourself, quite frankly. But what did you think was going to happen with this digital era? <laughs> What does all this mean? Well, first, it raises serious copyright questions. 
Is this thing going into Kindle and, and taking books? How about free books that have been created that the author chooses away but to give away but still wants credit for the work, which they're legally entitled to? AI is going to take that away. All the textbooks, all the learning, all the things that have been done along with that, AI is going to scoop it up. And we're now going to be in the age of completely free information. This has big consequences in and of itself. Then people are arguing, no, the copyrights, the copyrights. I would argue with you that they were gone a long time ago. I own many, not many, I own quite a few copyrights of varying different kinds. And good luck trying to protect them. Yeah, you might have a little luck here, a little luck there, but by and large, if you're somebody like me, you're pretty much screwed. You could easily right now take any Kindle book and copying and paste it into a word processor. It might take a little bit. You might have to go page by page, but you could get, get it kicked over there. You could print it and snap photographs and convert that with your phone using Google Keep free. OCR, remember that? Uh, optical character recognition. That was the beginning of it, when they could scan and actually recognize the characters and, and convert it to real text in the machine. Now everything's like that. There's nothing that's not OCR. Completely searchable, viewable, convertible. Text, video, audio, it doesn't matter. They can work with any of it. Even imagery, it can scan and sense what it is. That part of the technology is amazing, that it can recognize a leaf and determine what plant it belongs to. And it's real, and it's here. It's fantastic. But in terms of the copyright themselves, there's nothing you couldn't do to take any book right now and um, quickly change a few things and put it back out as your own and completely plagiarize the work. And you could pretty easily um, you know, make it a unique work to the point that it would be impossible to defend a copyright on it. But let's just say, take for argument right now my book, Be the Lion, right? The Secret to Massive Achievement. Great tips in that book, personal stories, little things that really only I could know, I guess you could say. Not all of it, but some of it, certainly it's unique to me. That's why I wrote the book. I mean, if somebody took and copied it and recreated it, one would I even know? Probably not, right? They'd call it a different title, rebrand it, or incorporate it into another book, incorporate ideas into it. It's easy to rip off. So the fact that AI is doing it, um, is it concerning? Absolutely. But I think that going digital, this is what's happened. Music. You know, the musicians aren't, aren't being paid make what they're used to. I think they're all going nuts. They're all watching their, their, their crazy lives go up in flames for the most part. What? You mean we got to go out and actually perform again? Who wants to do that? I'm just going to sit back on the beach and click a button and make a lot of money. Anyway, Google scraping things. But the other concern about, so the copyright is certainly a big part of it. I don't view it as the concern that people are saying it is. Um, I, I think there's longer range ramifications of that that perhaps should be discussed. But in terms of the AI itself, I, I wouldn't blame AI for the problems associated with copyright infringement today. And everything's getting ripped off, by the way. I mean, for God's sake, with 3D printers, you really can't even invent anything today without it being ripped off and reused. There's a problem with that, too. Been a big problem. Technology tends to do that. So what are the personal ramifications of all this scraping, scrapping, scripting, whatever they're doing, ripping all this data? Why do they want it so bad? If it's no big deal, why do they want it so bad? So we could better market to you, right? And that's why they want the H&R block data. Because if you're some schlub making $15 an hour, nobody wants to market to you. There's nothing to get there. They want to get the guys making 150 grand a year that got a couple of bucks to spend. You see what I'm saying? So they can market and they can target that marketing. This is what made Facebook. This is all it was just marketing, better advertising, cheaper advertising. Yeah, until the feds got involved and started using it to overturn elections. No big deal, right? But I think there is a bigger deal in this.
because those of you fools that have posted things on Facebook, like photographs of firearms and whatnot, very foolish in my opinion. Now, what do you think it's going to do? It's going to be a little tag that you're a little firearm owner, aren't you? We got proof of it right here in the photograph from 1988. Posted it yourself. You even got the time, who you shared it with, who liked it, who you were friends with at the time. In fact, with the geotracking, we even know where you were when you posted it. All facts, my friend. All facts, no conspiracy. So big deal, you say. Big brother knows that you have a whatever. Okay, you don't care, you say. Okay, well, when it becomes time that they're going to then pass, they're going to enact these red flag laws. I have nothing to be afraid of, nothing to hide, no concerns here. Well, that's good because somebody can make up a, a completely bogus claim about you and the police are going to come pay a visit to your door and take away things that you own. You see what I'm saying? Well, you say, what does this have to do with AI? Well, what do you say when they start running these little things through their, uh, uh, their little system there, the little machine? They say, you know what? I don't need proof of it. But AI says that this guy's probably one of them. Well, we're just going to do a little wellness check, Mr. Smith. The AI said that you might be armed and dangerous, so we thought we'd do a little check. You really want to live in a dystopian state like that? It's headed there either way. And even if the government tried to step in and stop it, now they put so many controls in private areas. What am I talking about? Uh, I was talking to a guy. He uh, works for a um, uh, technical company, I'll say, doing mechanical work, whatever that means. Anyway, he drives a truck, a, a small truck with tools and whatnot. And they have cameras in the truck, and there's AI on them that they detect if he takes either of his hands off the wheel. They have to keep both hands on the wheel at all times. Can you imagine trying to work in that environment? Can't take a sip of coffee. Can't scratch your nose. Could you imagine coming in at the end of the day, whatever you were doing, the boss, hey, can I speak to you a second? Hey, did you have something in your teeth or something? What are you talking about? Well, because you, you took your hand off the wheel. I, I don't know how you could live like that. Our whole lives are going to turn into it. They'll start it with the... Uh, um, you know, with the, with the kids in school. I don't know. Uh, former State Department official Elon has no idea um, what he's stepped on. And uh, this is really interesting um, in terms of uh, the, the kind of the power grab, if you will, that Elon has taken, the eyes and scrutiny that he's come under. Uh, China increased the use of national currencies. Why am I talking that about that here? Um, uh, they want to use other currencies instead of the dollar. It's seen as a way for China to reduce its independence on the United States. Um, Russia, China, uh, and Iran, Russia and Iran, rather, have already begun using their own currencies and talk about backing it up with gold. Is that a move away from digital currencies? And that's a whole other issue with the AI and how AI is affecting the stock market. Kind of crazy, really. New York eyeing data collection on LGBT residents under proposed law. New York lawmakers are considering a law that would require the collection of data on the sexual orientation and gender identity of residents. Supporters of the law say it would help identify and address inequalities faced by the LGBT community. Opponents argue that the law would infringe on people's privacy. I don't know if there is a right to privacy anymore. There was a whole thing that went around a couple of weeks ago. Twitter capped the views by its users. What was that all about? Fending off bots, and that's a whole other problem. They're saying that like 90% of the Internet is fake. I believe that it is, and I think, I think we're seeing the result of that right now. I think it's one of the reasons why there's been such a huge adjustment in the podcast numbers. I wonder how many of those people were actually real, and I have my suspicions on many of these things. 
Then you have the issue of self-driving cars. What happened to that? Well, they have these self-driving taxis in San Francisco. They're working, I guess, in these urban areas, but they have such tight safety controls causing a different set of problems. Fire chief there warning against the use, and they're having a big fight about that, causing traffic jams and emergency vehicles can't get through. Mayhem, really. And you might say, well, I just need a little more time for the technology to work itself out. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I'm running Windows on these two computers, and it still doesn't work right. Anybody who thinks that Bill Gates has anything that begins with a a good idea, I beg to differ. The Apple platform is much more stable, much more stable. He ripped it off. We got a a, a bad imitation, a phony uh, guy who's uh, – have you heard any of these reports about his uh, travels to Epstein Island and, and some of these other things? Awful lot of smoke there for there to be no fire, that's for sure. So what does all this mean to you in practical terms? Well, here's a couple of things I would say that I do. You have to pick your own path, of course. My wife, she feels a little differently. She got her Alexa. She's on TikTok. She's on Facebook. She's on all these things. I don't do any of those things. I protect my privacy the extent I can. By the way, even if you're not online at all, it's all gone digital. All, all that information is available digitally, has been for some time. People can You can look into records, public records. All been all been completely digitized. Only going to get further and further and more and more available as time goes on. You know, you could you can buy the um, you know like the voter registration records right now. I can find out. Oh, you're a Republican and you live here. What your address is. You could easily start buying those up, put it into a little database, repackage it, sell it from a foreign country, and and have that data available. And it probably is now, if I had to guess. So the bottom line is, you're not really going to hide. You really can't. Uh, however, I would say to you that not posting online, not offering information, uh, being careful with what you do put online, and kind of having a little a little buffer that's not digital, if you know what I mean. And I'll let you put two and two together on that. Um, definitely, as far as the posting, why people feel the need. I wouldn't post anything that involved photographs, pictures, f- f- faces, location, none of it, really. I think it's uh, very risky to do it at the end of the day. And then the last thing I'll mention is this. In terms of the AI, if you are my age or younger, you need to be learning AI. I'm 52, and uh, I can say to you that um, I use it every day. I'm not a master of it. I want to get better and better at it. I saw a meme. I probably mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. It's not AI that's going to replace your job. It's somebody using AI that's going to replace your job. And I found myself that it's done remarkable, remarkable things for my productivity. Very, very happy with it, looking to take it to the next level. I really am. I don't have a lot of time, as I mentioned, and I want to try and run through at least some of these stories, give you a little breakdown. Uh, Debt increased over a trillion dollars in five weeks, the fastest pace ever. Yet another indication that our our economy is spiraling out of control. It doesn't seem like that, and perhaps it never does before the, the, the break at the end. Um, I, however, am not in the camp of thinking that they're going to see some kind of catastrophic change in the financial situation in the United States. I don't see that. Continue printing money. There's no other currency above ours, at least not right now. And even if they split it into two world currencies, you're still going to have the dollar. It's going to be very strong, especially as our military remains strong. So what do you do? My prediction is going to be a slow, steady decline. I'm not sure what the difference is either way. My recommendation would be to prepare. Do the best you can to preserve cash, keep your debt low, and make sure that you're prepared in practical ways as best you can. 
I was looking at a, um, a great article, top 10 uh, exercises using exercise bands, which I'm a big believer in. If you're 25, I don't know that exercise bands are the best bet, not that you couldn't use them, but as you get older, you're concerned about your joints. Great way to work out, really is. This isn't a commercial, by the way. Body weight calisthenics, and even that's too much. You can use bands. There's a lot you can do with them. You might want to check it out. I own several sets I recommend you do, too. Uh, a report here that the United States Navy has just 31 attack-ready submarines available due to others uh, not being maintained properly. Is the story believable? Is it accurate? What does it mean? Hard to say. I'm sure the military would tell you that it has no impact on our tactical readiness, but certainly a, a uh, reduction in the availability of these submarines, you would have to think, does affect that. But then again, I don't know what the normal inventory levels are. 31 submarines, a fair number. Not aware of any big threat there. But it is concerning that parts of our military are, are falling into disrepair. First openly transgender cheerleader in the NFL. I think it's been two years now. Looks like a guy to me. I don't know why anybody would want to sit there and watch that dance. It's really messed up to me. Um, let me just ask you, if you were watching cheerleaders that you were led to believe are female, and you come to find out that some of them are male, do you have a problem with that? Is that morally wrong? How about in the eyes of, of children who um, are easily moldable? What about the 15-year-old kid sitting there who sees this male cheerleader dancing in female clothes and becomes attracted to it, as he naturally might, might become confused by that? Is that good? I'll tell you, uh, I could go on and on about this. I'm going to give you a little tidbit going around. I think I mentioned this the other day, actually, that the mothers of these transgender children will never back away from defending it. And that this is, they're calling it a contagion in our society. I'm developing the opinion that we need to immediately end all transgender practices, adult and child, and probably need to uh, work to remove the ones that are here. I don't think that our society can afford to bear this. I really don't. I know that's a strong opinion. And you're going to say, oh, it's transphobic. I'm speaking from a practical perspective. Let me continue on. You can make up your own decision. There's some other stories here, not this next one, but several others that might weigh into your, uh, your feelings about that. Eight-year-old boy arrested in Alabama for stealing a car at gunpoint and getting into a police chase. This one hit a little close to home to me because my daughter is eight years old. Uh, she could barely drive the tractor, really, with me helping her, and I just can't really see this happening. It's amazing to me that these things are going on at this age. How do you defend that? What do you do if you're the police? Pretty crazy when you think about it. 73-year-old coach Robert Marino, I forget where this was. Um, had, this is a crazy story. The 70-year-old coach, who was very popular, had this teen living, I think it was a, some kind of relation there, shows the boy uh, gay pornography, which the boy was bothered by apparently, then gives him whiskey, the kid passes out, and he sexually assaulted him. Five more victims of soccer coach who filmed assaults of unconscious young boys comes forward. This is very, very damaging. You understand? These boys didn't consent to anything. They're being raped. This story of Rudy, uh, I don't have to say the name right, Ferris from, from uh, Texas here. This boy is like 23 years old, now blaming Stockholm Syndrome. If his mother kept him locked up, there was early reports that he was sexually abused. 
I'm not sure that that, that story is accurate. Who knows? But either way, he was kind of kept in this dungeonous environment, whether he played along with it or not. This 23-some years old. And, and, and I bring this up because I've seen plenty of evidence of this myself. Young men addicted to video games, and the parents said, I don't know what to do. Well, kick them the heck out. If you would have got them outside of 10 years ago, you wouldn't have this problem. I don't have this problem with my son. I don't get it. And, and here's a funny thing, by the way. I've played video games with my son when he was a kid. What was the thing? Um, Crash Bandicoot and Guitar Hero and bowling on the Wii. We used to have a blast with those things. He didn't become addicted to video games. You know why? Because he got outside plenty, did other things. Remember Larry Nasser, the, the sicko uh, coach? Uh, got, he he uh, raped a bunch of women, whatever you want to call it. I'm using the word uh, rape in a way I'm not sure is accurate. Got stabbed in his jail cell. This story, six-year-old girl fights off would-be kidnapper in Miami. She bit him. Um, very fascinating, really. Interestingly, he's a dark-skinned girl, light-skinned guy. Of course, it gets reported like that. New Jersey couple stole $91,000 from the youth soccer club to pay for Disney trip and other splurges. So if it's not enough, you put your kids in the soccer camp, you got to worry about the coach sexually assaulting them, the parents who are running the thing are ripping it off. Um... This is kind of a, well, here you go. Jessica Burgess, the mother, pleaded guilty to giving teenage daughter abortion pills and burying a 29-week-old fetus in a field. New York uh, principal allegedly seeking sex with a teen on Snapchat brought chicken nuggets and a shake to a remote location prior to arrest. Infant kidnapped while inside stolen car found safe after frantic search. Las Vegas toddler dies accidentally shooting himself. Police suspect abuse or neglect. You don't say. Um, I think that's the stories on the on the children. It's unbelievable if you start looking into it, uh, or how unsafe our children are in this environment. People think I'm nuts, and I talk about this with my daughter, and how difficult it is today as a parent to keep your child safe. I seriously worry about it on a daily basis. Um, it's in, and I don't think that it's overreacting at this point. I see the way people act. I see the things that are happening. Remember that it was just the, um, the FedEx driver, the guy pulls in the driveway, the girl's playing out front. I'll tell you, if, if, given the layout of our house, it's something that could easily happen here. And people wonder why I have like five levels of security, everything under camera. You can't afford to mess around anymore. Unreal, really. How do we protect our children? Why is this being allowed to go on? Why are the parents so frequently participating in it? All the studies and concerns that go on, why isn't this being looked into? You tell me, what is more precious to our society than our children? I can't imagine, really. And yet you you see these dastardly things going on. Parents ripping off the soccer club. Seems to be more the norm than the exception, though. $91,000. Unbelievable. What do we do to protect our children? How do you do it? You can't turn your back anymore. Can't turn your back on anything. Listen to this. Miami TSA officers busted, allegedly stealing from flyers, uh, going through the airport screenings. They were stealing their money. Can you imagine? Uh, Let me take a look in here. Taking the money out. Kind of crazy given the way that whole thing's set up. I don't know how Miami works. Listen to this little tidbit. This is huge. Washington, D.C. City Council passes the Emergency Crime Act. You know what the Emergency Crime Act is? Get a load of this. The, the Democrats running uh, Washington, D.C. 
have introduced a radical, radical idea. And let me uh, just open this real quick to see what they call it again. The crime bill, yes. Uh, The crime bill grants judges the authority to hold either adults or minors that have been accused of violent crimes while they await trial. Additionally, it will make discharging a gun a felony punishable by up to five years in jail. Um, The crime bill grants judges the authority to hold either adults or, and what does that mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they call it bail. That's kind of how that works. Does anybody remember the whole movement, the the no bail? It's real here in this county, the no bail. And I've seen all sides of horrible, absolutely horrible, taking that tool away from uh, away as an enforcement tool, a very peaceful enforcement tool, by the way. Nobody was getting shot. And I'm not saying that there aren't consequences and people say abuses and people that fall on the wrong side of that. Sure there are. And I completely get it. And if you have ever listened, let me tell the story about the ticket that I got in uh, Camden, New Jersey, and subsequently the arrest warrant. And 15 years later, having to go fight that in a corrupt uh, 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 judicial system. Unbelievable, the cost and time to me. So, yes, I do understand it completely. However, I also understand what it means that somebody commits a crime and they can't detain the guy. But yet... If there's a red flag law, you want to be able to infringe on my legal rights because somebody was worried about something, not because something actually happened. It's amazing the double standard. And this is the, the problem with double standards. People talk, throw this out, oh, there's a double standard in the judicial. No, the, the whole society, our whole society, our whole system has become so perverted, so corrupted that it resembles nothing of what it's supposed to be. In fact, uh, this is... Uh, no, this, where is it? I don't have it here. I had a, uh, a clip for you. I thought I had it to play. But the answer, the question was, um, do you have free speech in America? And uh, it's a, a Chinese dude, an American dude. And uh, the Chinese guy says, uh, yeah, sure, we, we have free speech, but you don't. The American guy says, what do you mean? And the Chinese guy says, say the N-word right now on your station. And the guy's like, I can't say that. Says, you don't have free speech. <laughs> it all started with political correctness, right? Little by little, our, erod- our rights have been eroded. And um, I'm not suggesting it's a good idea to say the N-word. It's not something that I say or would say on this podcast, not even to prove a point. Never once. Never once in any context. It's not a word that I use. And uh, so I'm not recommending that. But in terms of the legalities and things like that, Um it's, what does free speech mean, right? I want you to listen to this. Have you heard this movie, The Sound of Freedom? Very simple movie. It's kind of an action movie about a guy who goes and rescues uh, uh, child sex trafficking victims. And for some reason, there's some people in the media that somehow talk down on it. But the allegations are even worse. Listen to this. So my fiance and I just watched the movie Sound of Freedom that exposes sex traffickers. And do you want to tell them what happened in the movie theater? All right, AMC, I don't know what's going on here. But first off, the AC was out like when we went to watch the movie. And I'd seen someone else post something, too, that also saw it at an AMC. And their AC was out. And... Like, as soon as we walked into the theater, it was hot as heck. I literally AC brought a sweatshirt, and I was, like, sweating. And then we realized, like, 
It took us a while to actually realize it, but they didn't turn the lights off. They literally had the lights they on. They kept the lights on the entire movie. Who does that? <laughs> like, they don't want you to see this movie. They were trying to make it, like, not enjoyable. No. Like, they were trying to make it unenjoyable. What do they think? We're just going to be like, oh, the lights are on. We're going to leave. Like, no. Go watch Sound of Freedom in theaters now. So, sorry about that dong there at the end. I wasn't expecting that. You know, this is what I tell you happens with the podcast. Remember I said the other day about the podcast, I hope, hope and truth, and somehow only the first nine minutes of the podcast, right when I get to talking to the, the, the truth part, that it cuts out, and it's impossible for the file to even do that. Um, there's so many different things I could tell you. What is so scary about this movie that they don't want you to see it? What is so scary about this little podcast in my basement that they don't want you to hear doesn't make any sense if there's nothing to it why do they work so hard to stop it and who's they you know i would say this stuff in the theaters i can't imagine there was like a corporate memo saying hey uh by the way when people when, they, when these right wingers come in turn that air i doubt it i doubt it although you never know what the corporate culture is some of the stories i hear maybe it's done verbally yeah make sure you turn things down let, let them suffer a little bit and i've seen that kind of discrimination against christians in public meetings by politicians. And the lead of it happened to be Jewish, if it matters to you. All of them white, discriminating against Christian religious organizations openly. I've seen it myself. Nobody wants to talk about that. But that's okay, because we've got somebody that's got all the answers combined with, let me give you, here's a little AI lesson said way better than I could ever say it. Listen carefully. I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. There you have but it. Ultimately, what it is, is it's about... Just to be clear, what she's saying there, AI, two letters, artificial intelligence. I think I might have left that out. So thank you, Kamala, for, for clarifying that. She's so intelligent, isn't she? What it is, is it's about machine learning. Ooh. And so the machine is taught. Ah. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Oh, there you have it. Kamala lays it out for you. You know what I think her main problem is? She's still trying to be Obama. I think she is, and I can see it in the mannerisms. Biden yelps out in the meeting with Turkey. Um, he'll be in office for the next five years. Amazing how he knows that. <laughs> He's so funny, isn't he? Uh, Sean Hannity is in 14th place behind Joy Reid in the, in the ratings. Why am I not surprised by this? Uh, because Hannity doesn't produce a quality product, my friend. Um, he doesn't really stand firm on anything. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, by the way. Uh, I'm just saying, as a broadcaster, I've never really felt very strongly about Sean Hannity. Um, his voice, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be super critical, but it's hard for me to listen. He's got that whining nasal. I can't even do it. Not everybody loves my voice. I get it. I just didn't care for it. And he just kind of seemed to match the spineless approach. And the broadcasting seemed to be dumbed down to the lowest common denominator and repeating the same regurgitated nonsense day after day. Five talking points over and over again. Biden bad. Election wrong. 
um, whatever they are. I don't know. I don't pay any attention to them. Um, Philadelphia mass shooter. Did you hear about the transgender shooting? Well, it's all changed. The whole story. They're going to spin the whole thing. It's not transgender anymore. Um, did you know that that guy was taken out by a good Samaritan with an illegal gun? And the mayor came out and thanked the good Samaritan. Don't you know? Why don't you see more of that publicized? Why isn't that happening in the New York case? Hmm, maybe because the race is a little different. Illinois to require landlords to rent to illegal aliens. Landlord has now said that being an illegal immigrant is a protected class as much as being disabled. Not only are they getting rights, they're getting special consideration. Experts speculate that climate change is causing an increase in kidney stone cases among young children. I'm going to say it's due to not getting outside, not eating enough natural foods, not drinking enough water. Nothing to do with climate. I thought this was fascinating. A while ago, I reported to you how those dirty Democrats, those lizard liberals, had a meeting out in Minnesota, I think. And the whole thing devolved into chaos, literally a fight. Well, here you go. Michigan GOP members locked out of a meeting and taunted, ended up getting into a fight, and the police were called. Oh, yeah, that would be Republicans, just as bad as Democrats. Philadelphia Greyhound bus station is a humanitarian disaster and a municipal disgrace. I think that's quite a stretch, really. Uh, I've actually went out of that bus station, believe it or not, I don't know, about five years ago maybe. And uh, it was <laughs> it was an interesting experience. Most of the people's luggage was trash bags, which was phenomenal. And... Um, I was making a short hop out to Ohio, which I probably would not do again too quickly. Uh, I would have taken the train, which is what I wanted to do in the first place. I don't want to get into that whole story, but um, I don't know how this makes news and why Greyhound isn't making more of an investment in themselves or what the city needs to do. But the fact of the matter is there is there are a lot of people that rely on bus transportation, and, and having a good uh, um, bus network is, is, is good for our country. It really is. But it's got to be reliable, uh, clean, and safe. Um, dip in the ocean this summer. No, thanks. They're saying green algae, uh, all these different problems, scaring. Don't go in the water. Don't go outside. Stay in your house. Stay locked down. Keep your mask on. Pretty amazing when you think firing of a gay Catholic school teacher could test the Supreme Court ruling. Well, they're going to argue that this teacher could not be fired just for being gay. I think the court has already ruled it's not a protected class, which it needs to remain. Interesting story here you might want to look into. The Miami mayor doubling his wealth. And it talks a little bit about his side gigs. Another lawyer politician, perhaps angling things to fill his own pockets, I suspect. And I don't want to suggest that certainly not all lawyers are politicians, not all lawyers are bad. But I have to tell you, we have a problem with bad lawyers in our politics. We really do. And we need to look at it. Um. Ford CEO uh, Louis Victor arrested for allegedly trying to burn fancy handbags in a domestic violence incident. I want to mention this. I saw um, not Joe Rogan. Um, who's the uh, UFC guy now? Dana White. You remember a few months back or so, he hit his wife. They said they were both drinking, and it was no big deal. I do find that to be a big deal um, because I've been drinking and had fights with my wife and never once even thought about raising my hand. Uh, it's a problem for me. I think it's a problem the image of it. I think it's a problem the way it got cast aside as if this is somehow normal or okay. You don't hit people. 
I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody hits me or hits my daughter, I'm not going to respond to it very well. Why would I expect anybody to respond any better to me hitting them? It's not the case. Anyway, uh, I find it interesting that some of these very wealthy, highly influential people don't have enough common sense and decency to walk away. How far is that? Biden administration filed an emergency stay. I think this has been heard at this point. It's from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, emergency stay with the Fifth Circuit Court demanding the right to censor silence and to manipulate information infringements on our, on our First Amendment. Uh, here is an article, uh, Civil War Brewing Within the Democrat Party, Early Primary State Threatens Publicly Embarrassed Joe. Um, so uh, here's the point. Um, I've said this before that the Democrat Party was going to end up destroying itself. And um, I think that's only natural in the way that they've done this. They haven't built the proper foundation, built on lies and deceit. And it's the same problem that the reason why the Republicans have been routed out. And I don't know that this is true everywhere, but I can certainly speak where we're at. As the city moved out into our county, because we abut the city, Philadelphia County, as people naturally moved out here to the suburbs, which continues to happen, those city people brought with them their city politics, which is the same everywhere you go. That's what happens. People bring their ideas with them. They don't often change to the ones that they're in. And the Republicans here had fallen into a trap, too. And that was that um, there had been way too much corruption. Things weren't being well run. Anyway, that's the State of the Union. I don't expect to be back tomorrow, but I'll be back soon. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.